Hello, and welcome to Good Film Hunting, the podcast where two sisters living in different parts of the country talk with family and friends um, about some of our favorite movies. And we're in the middle of our, or we're finishing up, I should say, our Christmas 2018 series. So I will let Eleanor introduce our movie and guest. All right, our guest tonight is Colleen Hughes, um, and we'll be discussing the classic National Lampoon Christmas Vacation. But Colleen, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Where are you from? What do you do? Where do you live right now? So I'm Colleen Hughes. I am a travel nurse, so I'm from all over the place. Um, I lived in Indiana for them a good portion like high school time but now I'm living in Virginia um for an assignment with my sister and sweet baby niece so that's pretty fun yeah wait okay this is really important to clarify are you nurse Sheila's daughter 100% I'm nurse Sheila's daughter okay Colleen your mom is one of my favorite human beings she definitely thought I was nuts because like somehow Annie and I, or I don't know if this is true for Annie, but like I had made it through high school in Illinois illegally because I had no vaccinations. And then I was going to study abroad in Uganda and your mom was like, I think this is false. You have no vaccinations. (laughs) She's my favorite. I sent her a postcard from Uganda. It was the best. (laughs) Also, Colleen, I wanted... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I said it makes you feel better. She makes up my immunization records. She gives them to us all, but... She writes down the immunization record herself, which is not okay in most doctors' eyes. So I have to get a lot of titers drawn all the time. So it's not just you guys. <laughs> so that's amazing. I also, and you can tell your mom this because she is amazing. Um, she, I'm like really scared of needles and your poor mother had to give me 12 shots literally in one day. And I was like, freaking out and she taught me to like wiggle my hold my hands down by my like hold my arm down and then wiggle my fingers I did that this year honestly I was at Stanford Student Health Center getting a flu shot and I was like I turned to the like nurse who was doing it and I was like would you mind if I like wiggled my fingers in the muscle she's like great idea she taught me everything she knows I have the same techniques She's amazing. Um, Okay, awesome. So let's jump in. We always start with speed friending, and I don't have it up. But I can make up good questions. Eleanor, are you just covering your face because you're embarrassed of me? (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, you know. Okay. Well, okay. My first question for you, and this is very specific to you. We haven't used it with any of our other friends. But can you explain to the viewers what it means to mermaid, as in a picture? 100%. So you're standing on a rock, ideally in front of some water or crashing waves. If you can get the perfect wave crash in your photo, you've really done your best mermaid. But you just lay there like a mermaid would, feet up, legs, or um, feet crossed, I guess, like a lady, like a mermaid. Finn, I guess you could say. And yeah, you're just living your best life. You have confidence. The water's crashing. You don't always necessarily need water, but it's a plus. Um, but yeah, it's just great. So honestly, listeners, hiking with Colleen is a treat because she'll see a rock and just be like, 
time to mermaid. And then you find yourself laying on the ground, mermaiding on a rock. So it's amazing. It's so great. Okay. So Colleen, what is your morning drink of choice? Um, I'm a one cup of coffee a day kind of gal, with just a splash of cream. Okay. Good combo. What was, or who was, or is your animated crush? Um, well, that's tough. I don't know. It's tough because my favorite animated film was uh, Lion King. So that's not really good for crushes, I guess. You can totally have a crush on I mean, Simba was great. He's the king. Nala was pretty cool, so I could have been like her. But yeah, it's kind of weird for it to be a lion. Fair, fair. But Lion King is great. Okay, what is your favorite book? Um, my favorite book of all time? Yes. Um, well, I guess it's still, I guess I wouldn't say my favorite book right now, but my favorite book from like high school in those times are all the Agatha Christie books. Um, I just love the mysteries. Mysteries but are so great. I, and I, now I haven't really read those in a while. I should revisit those. <laughs> You'll stay up all night. That's the yeah. problem. Like, I love reading murder mysteries, but you end up just, you know, finishing them in one night. And hers are short enough where you can completely do that and then be okay. You might even still get right. It's true. Yeah. Okay. And our last one, Jennifer Garner or Jennifer Lopez? <laughs> um, I'd, I'd say Jennifer Garner, I guess. I don't even know why. <laughs> it's a very interesting combo. But Jay Lopez, yeah, I like Jenny from the block. They're very different. Yeah, super different. You know? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that's a really question, bad answer. That was a really well, bad The question becomes, are you excited for the new J-Lo movie, Second Chance, or Second Act? It looks outstanding. I did just see a preview for that today. I wasn't really paying full attention. But isn't she with her best friend? Yes, Leah Remini. Yeah, so I'm thinking that in that, that regard, it's probably going to be good because I'm going to have some really good on-camera chemistry. What else do you want to sure. do in a movie with your best friend? Yeah, especially if you're like in your late 40s and you're just kind of doing victory laps for box right. office returns. And realistically, Leah Remini is living her best life because she, at this stage, has all of the King of Queens um, rerun money, the syndication money. And then she's done really well and reestablished herself as a figure because of her like cult post-Scientology breakdown series. So she's doing great. Yeah, they're basically living their best lives right now, hands down. Right, which is why they need to have a movie called Second Chance. But you know who's also in it? Vanessa Hudgens. And we just watched a movie. The Christmas Witch? The Princess Switch. I can't say I've seen that one yet. <laughs> it's on Netflix. It's worth your time. I'll add it to the Well, queue. maybe. You can uh, listen to our episode for more. <laughs> Full plug. Um, okay, Colleen, as we jump into talking about this movie, can you give us a brief synopsis? 
And it can be as brief or as long as you would like. All right. So Christmas vacation is your classic. Um, well, you got Clark. I was trying to throw the most, the best holiday Christmas funnel fashion family Christmas you could possibly think of. I think probably in, um, you know, because of his dad, he really seems to want to um, impress him. But, you know, they go, go along by doing all the uh, quintessential holiday preparation things, you know, get the tree, decorate the house, the family arrives, got the meals. But then every around every corner, there's something goes wrong until I don't want to, you know, have any spoilers. But, uh, you know, you got your workflows and your family was all culminating together in a window crashing um, overreaction, you could say. But it all comes together blissfully into the best funnel fashion family Christmas. So Colleen, I knew no, 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 that was beautiful. I knew we had to get you on this podcast to talk about this movie specifically, because I don't think I've met anyone ever who knows the movie quite as well as you. And you were telling me your whole family knows this movie. Oh yeah. I could probably quote the whole thing. It's the best. It's a great film. Well, and our mutual friend, Mad, just saw this movie for the first time, which she is a 28, now 29-year-old woman, and she hadn't seen it before. We judge her thoroughly. But she was telling me that you made her count the amount of windows in the house or something to prove that she had actually watched the movie. Yes. How many windows break throughout the film, which is surprisingly quite a few. Can you give us that number? What's that? I think that my last count was 14, I believe. But it gets a little wishy-washy in that last scene because there's a lot of troopers. But I think it's 14. I'd have to recount. I haven't um, counted this year yet, but I think it's 14. Do you, I have a question for you. Is this a movie that you watch? once a year at Christmas or is this a, a movie that like the Hughes family watches throughout the year? I just watch it. I mean, I could watch it every all the time, but I normally just watch it during Christmas and I'd say we watch it together once, but I would, I watch it more than that with friends and things, trying to convince them to watch it and in hopes and prayers that they don't um, fall asleep during it and break my crush my soul. Do you have strong feelings about any of the other vacation movies? I'm a big fan of Wally World. Vegas Vacation is pretty good. Um, but yeah, Christmas Vacation is hands down the best. Did you see the remake of Vacation from a few summers ago? I did not. That's the one with, um, with who was in that. But Isn't I didn't it Jason Sudeikis? I didn't yeah, even see the reviews on that. Wait, wasn't that Ed Helms? It was... That's who I meant. Ed Helms and Christina Applegate. Oh yeah. I didn't see it though, which I know. I wonder if it has good reviews. I saw it in theaters. It was better than I thought it was. That than I thought it was going to be. Like I laughed continuously. Is within this movie, based on the number of times you've seen it, is there a particular character that you think really ties the whole film together? Uh, 
um, ties the whole film together. I mean, I don't think you can't have the movie without Cousin Eddie. Um, he probably would say he's got to be it because, you know, he's basically the whole ending of it. Um, he causes most of the problems and then thinks of the solution. So you got to love that. But my favorite character is always and will always be Aunt Bethany. Got to love an old lady. She is the best. Okay, I'm just so glad that you brought up Anne Bethany because that is when she sings the Star Spangled Banner, like that just makes the movie perfect. But then it is true, like Randy Quaid as Cousin Eddie is outstanding. And we think about Randy Quaid and he hasn't been in all of all of that many films, but he's so memorable within his space because he also plays kind of the quirky character that no one really wants to be around in and is ashamed of but then ends up like weirdly saving the day and bringing the family together we see that in independence day um and i love him then especially if we think about him in comparison to his younger brother dennis quaid who usually played the only time i've seen dennis quaid really like break down the way that randy quaid does is in the movie how to expect when what how to what to expect when you're expecting which i think is a very undervalued movie uh, Randy I'm going to go Ernest. ahead and second that. Sorry, I just want to second that that is a great movie that gets overlooked because it's like kind of a stupid title based off of like kind of a stupid book, but like the movie's good. Completely agree. So at what age do you think you were introduced to this film? Because, and this is something I'm always interested in finding out from people because if we saw this movie, I would say when we're young but there's theoretically some like questionable sexual material that might not be appropriate for all ages but it's almost like if you watch it when you're so young you don't you miss all of that anyway um so what are your thoughts on that or like when did you first encounter it so we started going to my mom's side of the family for christmas like around christmas um when we moved to indiana in ohio and they were in ohio so that was like when i was like 11 to 12 i think so i think i was like a tween just basically, we were just talking about this because we were like, yeah, it is it is kind of inappropriate. But I was talking to Matt and she's, you know, I think that Mary still probably would have snapped it in half. You know, one of those. So I think that, but it's not that inappropriate. I mean, it has bad language. But in terms of like inappropriateness, like borderline for families, it's not that bad. But then alternatively, there's the scene with, the younger brother, Rusty, um, and with the dad looking at um, the the lingerie saleswoman, and that what I was that what I say is like honestly, kids can figure that scene out. Like, there's a lot of the like sexual innuendo humor that people would miss, um, and the language I think kids would miss, but that one is like pretty flagrant. Or the hallucination, Melikalikimaka scene. You're right. Those are the two. But that's like what fast forwards and for, I guess. Right. But I think I was probably a tween of maybe 12 to 13. Seeing it for the first time. I had to have been. It wouldn't have been before, I guess. And what did it, when did it come out? Like 97 or something? No, much oh, earlier than 97. Yeah. I have it pulled up. I'll take a look. When was it? Um, 1989. Yeah. But, okay, so 
I do think we need to talk about the fact that Julia Louise Dreyfus is in this movie and her character is hilarious. I love it so much. My parents want me to have children, fraternal twins named Todd and Margot. <laughs> no. They... Yeah, absolutely. But okay, what's that line that Todd says? Oh, it's, I know, Margot. Isn't it's, that what it is? It's, uh, why is the floor wet, Todd? I don't know, Margot. My parents have matching sweatshirts that have that. They walk through the airport with them on in the holiday season. There's so many reasons why Nurse Sheila is the best and that like possibly topped it all. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Okay, so let's talk about some of these iconic scenes because like that in itself, those two lines between Todd and Margot, I mean, it's seemingly so small and it actually adds nothing to the plot at all like nothing at all but they're like magical space silver space like sweatsuits fantastic i mean it's just like you can't beat it so what are some of these other moments for both of you from this movie that just like stick out as being ridiculously funny um and part of like kind of pop culture because again i think that like if you say like I don't know, Margo. Like most people around you will know what you're referring to, you know? Absolutely. One of my other, one of my favorites is when he's, uh, when Ellen decides that, or she figures out that the switch needs to be on to get the lights to come on the house. And then, you know, then you have the grand reveal and then you have uh, Clark's father-in-law. What's his name? Art. I think it's Art. He goes, your lights aren't twinkling, Clark. And I'm like, that's like, I one of the I feel like oh so many people have that kind of relationship with an in-law that can uh that was just perfect. I think that's what makes it mostly relevant now. Well your lights aren't twinkling. How about you, Eleanor? Uh there are so many really fabulous scenes. I would say Julia Louis Dreyfus oh, is one of the best parts. Beth and Bethany is one of the best parts. Um with the squirrel itself, I think that part is hysterical. And I want to say that I think out of all of the vacation movies, this is the one where the the actors playing the kids achieve the most fame after the film, too. Because uh, Juliet Lewis is still famous, and then I'm blanking on his name, but that other guy is now like a gajillionaire because he was on that science show with Chuck Lorre, Big Bang Theory. Wait, he was on, oh my gosh, he is on Big Bang Theory. I'm just putting that together. He plays like the dorky guy with the glasses. They're That's all dorky. So. Oh my, the little guy? He's still small? Yes. Still short? Wow. Yes. My mind's blown. Me too. And I don't even like Big Bang Theory. I don't think I've seen a whole episode. Wow. Eleanor, dropping knowledge. <laughs> Every day. Okay, so you kind of mentioned some of this with the with your parents' sweatshirts. Can you talk a little bit more about the merchandise that your family has surrounding this movie? Uh, so those sweatshirts are new, I think, from a couple of years ago, but those are definitely... Fantastic. I wish I could be in the airport with my parents watching this happen, just like behind them. 
just watching everyone's faces. Um, but we have the moose cups, of course. Um, that cousin Eddie and Clark are uh, drinking their eggnog out of. But other than that, we have a lot. We do family Christmas pajamas every year, and we have several um, Christmas vacation inspired sets. Uh, but I guess that's probably it. Which I guess that's kind of a lot. <laughs> well, for like one movie, it's kind of amazing. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I'll never forget being with you and you're like, yeah, my family has the moose cup. And I was like, what? Who has the moose cup? Your family does. Ha- okay. Have you guys ever gone out to chop down your own Christmas tree? All uh christmas vacation um not into the wilderness but if it's we have a christmas tree farm like live in a place where there's northern christmas trees 100 percent every year okay i have another question sorry eleanor i'll let you go next but i think that this would be a funny exercise what do you think and eleanor you and i can have different ones is the most Christmas vacation-y thing to happen in your own family. Like something that happened to the Hughes family or the Huntington family around Christmas time that could be like part of this like vignette of like funny family Christmas things. I would say for us, and this is one that I think we were less aware of, but there's a really beautiful scene where Clark is upstairs in the family's attic because he gets trapped up there. And he watches old home movies and is just like silently weeping. And one of the things I love so much about our dad is he is like possibly the most emotional person in our family. And when we were little, I guess, like the year that Annie and I got American Girl dolls for Christmas, which was like a really big deal. And I have no recollection of this. I remember my mom telling us this years later, but he and we would drive up to Wisconsin to do Christmas with our family. And I guess he forgot to bring the wrapped American Girl dolls to Wisconsin. So he like left them at home. And I guess like my mom said that the the morning at breakfast, he like on Christmas morning, he was just like weeping because he was so sad. And of course, like we had no idea. And then when we got home, <laughs> my mom was like, oh, look, Santa also left stuff here. And we were like so excited because at that point you think like Christmas is over. <laughs> and then to find out Christmas was not over was possibly more exciting. <laughs> but he was just apparently too upset. <laughs> After that, you're probably just expecting two Christmases a year. Okay, so so funny, Eleanor. Um, I love that story. I don't think I'd ever heard it before. Like, it's beautiful. Dad is so cute. Um, but my story about Christmas that I was going to say is that, um, so there was one year, I think I was in high school, or maybe I was in college, and I had come home, my mom's sitting right here, and, or Eleanor, you must have not been home I don't know, but for some reason we didn't have a Christmas tree and it was like December 23rd. And so everybody else in the family was like, we're cool not having a Christmas tree. And I'm pretty sure I had like an emotional breakdown because I was like, I need a Christmas tree. So my mom, who's so lovely, went out with me very late at night and there were like five trees left in all of River Forest Oak Park area. 
And then we got a tree and we put it up and I was so happy, but I like demanded a tree very late in the game. I support that a hundred percent. You got to have a tree. Um, but I have to first off with this whole Madame Stoll thing. Um, this isn't really fan- Well, Okay. So I'm traveling nurse, right? So I'm here in a different place for Christmas every year, but I always get a tree, even though I'm normally home. I normally go home for Christmas, probably in the, you know, 20, like a couple of days, a few days before Christmas. So I'm never actually at my travel assignment for Christmas, but you always have to have a tree for the, you know, leading up to Christmas. So Matt also has those same feelings. And I think you know this, Annie, from your um, endeavors with the Christmas tree, Matt. But um, she knew I was had a weak spot for the tree. So we were going out to get it. She's like, we can get a really big one, a really big one. And I was like, man, we're only going to be here until like the 20th. Like we don't really need a huge tree, but no, we need a big one. So she measured the ceiling, says that our ceilings are 11 feet tall. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense, but okay, we're just going to go and get like a six footer and you're just going to have to be okay with it. We get there. And of course I find the tree. I'm like, that's it. Stand next to it. I can see how tall it is. And she's like, what, six, almost six foot. Uh, We had our uh, perception very wrong. We bought a proc- oh, like a nine and a half foot tree. Um, the guy who was loading it, helping us load it on the car was like, wow, you guys have, must have really tall ceilings. Must make your house feel really big. And you came to that house in Finney Ridge, right? S- super short, like literally less than eight foot ceilings. Uh, and we get, I, we had to shake that tree out in the front yard because the tree farm didn't like, you know, shake it out, like, you know, get the spiders and squirrels out. Uh, so we're like, oh, we should shake it out in the front yard. And I'm like looking at the house and looking at this tree. I'm like, uh, this is not going to, this is hardly going to fit in the front door. So it does not fit. We had to cut, we had to go to the um, local, you know, true value up the street, get us out, get ourselves a, straw, a saw, cut like two feet off. I made beautiful garland out of the, you know, trimmings of the tree. But that was my most Clark Griswold moment I've ever had. And that's like, the, in our family, the biggest thing is Christmas decor I mean all my siblings and I left like we were all spread out like nobody was at home like near home for school or anything we come home for Christmas and my mom has like a freaking tree forest in the house like I think like maybe you could count five to six real trees every was like just strewn about like what happened she's like I just needed needed trees (laughs) all right you go girl so like Christmas like the decorations and stuff and that's always been the biggest thing. Like you always just come home and you're like, oh, oh, there it is. And yeah, it's fantastic. But that tree last year was my biggest Clark Griswold moment. I never okay, felt more so, like in my life. Colleen, you know what's so funny about that? It's the year before I was living with Matt in Chicago <laughs> and we did the same thing. So she didn't buy a tree that was too big for our ceiling. No, she bought a tree very far away from where we live and by the time she had taken it to our apartment I didn't know this happened with Christmas trees but it can it like sapped over like the bottom the part that had been cut she like had waited to put it in water so it wasn't taking up any water so it was getting dried really quickly so she first tried to cut it with a kitchen knife as one does we tried that too didn't work yeah it didn't work. So we went and got a saw. The saw also didn't work because it's really hard to cut a tree, right? I mean, it's like not easy. So then we lived like a block away from this Home Depot that was also selling Christmas trees. So she had 
myself, our other roommate Mo, and her walked this tree outside in downtown Chicago. Up, literally, it was on top of a parking garage. She had us walk up the ramps of the parking garage to get this tree cut so it could take in water. I mean, and I was so mean to her. This is like probably the biggest thing. Cause she like, it was after school. Like I was a teacher and I was so tired and I came home and she's like, we got to take the tree to Home Depot. And I was like, no, we don't. Like, I don't care about the tree. She forced me to do it. So magic has to be better about picking trees. That's what I'm hearing. Well, the best part was the whole time she's like, I can't believe I did this again. Oh my gosh. I just can't believe it. And I'm just sitting there like, I am so so pleased that I I am Clark Rizal. <laughs> like the two different feelings in that room were just like I was just pure joy and just giddy, and she was just like, oh my god, I can't tell anyone this, and I'm I'm of course telling everyone. Like you won't believe what happened. <laughs> Snapchatting the whole nine. It was fantastic. So you know what? I don't know that Matt had told me that, and now I'm going to make so much fun of her. I was literally literally texting her today about doing something like Christmas themed on Sunday and like so it's gonna be great it's gonna be so great <laughs> when I'm like yo dude that's that's ridiculous. yeah so funny okay, I'm actually um, um, on just sidebar making ornaments for my family for Christmas and I'm I've been carting around that stump that we cut off for a year now and that's what I'm using to make my family's ornaments it's gonna be fantastic making ornaments yeah we we exchange ornaments as a family every year and it's uh getting out of hand in terms of the craft wars it's really getting out of hand i must say that like after hearing like the huge family christmas just the whole thing i'm just like obsessed like i want to see this all in action i want to see you guys watching this movie i want to see you guys crafting and then giving away these ornaments like so fun you guys are more than welcome that was like one of my favorite things in college was realizing that mad was friends with you and i was like i can go to a tailgate with nurse sheila no (laughs) girlfriend celebrity yeah i don't know how many people came up to me was like oh my god nurse sheila gives me my flu shots you know what i mean yeah, your mom was a local celebrity on Notre Dame's campus. So when I was able to be like, I'm going to her tailgate, I got incredible amounts of street cred. <laughs> uh, okay. Colleen, I really hope you tell your mom how obsessed we are from, like, now it's many years. Like, I went to Uganda over 10 years ago at this point, And, like, I've clearly still been obsessed with your mom. <laughs> Okay, so it goes both ways. She will not. She's like those Huntington girls that just travel all over the place. I was like, yeah, mom, nobody, none of your kids are cool at all. Okay, to be, honest, to be honest, the fact that she still knows who we are kind of just took my breath away. <laughs> oh, she's going to die when she hears this. It's going to be fantastic. I know. We really should just like title this episode like a tribute to Nurse Sheila. <laughs> want to run into her in an airport around Christmas with your dad like that's now my dream I didn't know it was my dream but now it's a dream with their matching sweatshirt (laughs) 
they're great. They're like a green with like, you know, like the newfangled ugly Christmas sweater kind of thing. That's what they're pretty much made after of. It's pretty great. Okay. So as we start wrapping up our discussion of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, let's talk about the legacy of this movie. Should like eight, nine, 10, 11 year olds be watching this? this holiday season? I'd say you can give it a PG-13. 13 and, 13 and up, have at it. You should be educated on this film. It's a great family togetherness film. I don't know. I mean, yes, just tell them not to use those words that they hear. And maybe fast forward to the Malikalikimaka portion of the movie, which, I mean, does it have to be there? You know? agree i think this there's only a few movies that i think people of all ages really enjoy returning to and it's one of those movies that you can encounter in passing like flipping through channels or like just walking in while someone else is watching and then pick up where they are and still enjoy and so i think there's a lot of value in that because this is not a movie one would like choose to watch alone. It's a very communal viewing experience. And I think particularly in the individual streaming service era, that's pretty cool. So I definitely think, I agree with Eleanor, it's a communal movie. I just remember thinking back to, I think it was last year where we, like my brother, sister and I had put this movie on and my dad kept saying, oh, I gotta go like with us and he kept saying I gotta leave I gotta go do something else like he couldn't tear himself away from watching the movie he like thought it was too funny and was like cackling out loud and I think that's what this movie does like it's, it's too funny to not enjoy you know like even if you're like oh, it's crap it's like it's still super funny um and like a fun movie to watch yeah, and I think that a lot of people, it's relatable too. Like a lot of those things could happen in your own family. Like a cra- like what, your crazy uncle, long lost uncle comes to your Christmas party. Um, like a lot of these things could happen. Like something can be ruined in the family meal. Like, and you just all have to pretend like you want to eat it. Um, like it's, it's just so many other things can happen and probably do in one way or another. And I think that that's what makes it, you know, enjoyable to watch every year. Now that I'm like home, because listeners, I just got home to River Forest today. We always say where our parents live. We've done this before. <laughs> we shouldn't. Haley, I'm finally home in the Chicago area today. And um, there, was I feel like I there was definitely an episode where you straight up gave like the street address. Or, like, you're like, you're like, <laughs> and Eleanor, you just said it again. <laughs> But we have an editor now. <laughs> <laughs> We're not very good at privacy. <laughs> no, you know, gotta let it all out there. Yeah. Come, gonna... Gonna come. <laughs> okay, so as we wrap up this episode, first of all, Colleen, this is so fun, thanks. Um, but we always talk about our favorite pop culture thing of the week. So, who would like to begin? I can go if no one else is ready. Yeah. So, this weekend, I um, 
visited, Eleanor and I uh, have a really good friend named Trip who lives in Santa Fe, and I got to visit him, and he is the new director of communications for the governor of New Mexico, which is a really cool job, but he had never seen the West Wing, so I was like, you have to watch West Wing. You have to. I mean, like, if you're, the, you're Toby. You are Toby to the governor of New Mexico. So he rightfully started watching it. We watched eight episodes and he's now in it. And it made me so happy to rewatch those eight episodes and revisit those characters. And I had missed them. Like CJ Craig is so amazing. And like Donna and Josh, the tension from episode one, like they just have such great chemistry. And Bradley Whitford was ripped. And there's like an episode where they're playing basketball and he doesn't have like sleeves on his shirt. And man, whoa, he was a hottie. He was a hottie. The West Wing. (laughs) The West Wing hotties. (laughs) That's the only way to describe the West Wing. It's just a cast full of hotties. Okay, I can go. So this is what I was most nervous. Oh, go ahead. No, you go. You go. Okay, fine. So, long-time listeners might know that I have, like, a weird obsession with parenting books. Like, I love to read parenting books. And, like, I don't have kids. I'm not, like, intending to have kids in the immediate or near future. Um, But I, like, love parenting books because they're kind of like self-help books but have more interesting anecdotes is what I like to say. But... Recently, and this is like just within the last 24 hours, someone turned me on to a parenting podcast called Katie's Crib, hosted by, I think the actress's name is Katie Lowe's, and she plays Quinn on Scandal. And there is no reason why I listened to this podcast so many hours today, because I had to do a lot of like organizational stuff at work. But I listened to about like seven hours of her talking with like friends about like postpartum depression (laughs) and like lots of like really in detail (laughs) pregnancy and like infant stuff and I was like "Mm, it's weird that this is where I'm at right now but there you go um so I haven't been listening to parenting podcasts but I might add it to the list um but I've been watching a lot of great British great British baking show on the Netflix and I don't know if you guys know but there's an American baking show holiday edition on right now Baby or yeah, baby spices featured in it, and it is fantastic. It is really great, and there's also a football player as the other, you know, side, you know, commentator. Um, I can't remember his name, but it has to do with spices. So it's a lot of baking puns, and it's just fantastic. Highly recommend. Wait, is that on Netflix? No, British baking shows on Netflix. This is on. I think it's on ABC, but it's I watch. I'm just watching on Hulu because you know I don't have real time. Thank you so much for that. I will watch it after I, tomorrow is all about Fuller House. Eleanor knows this. Oh yeah. I said that I will watch it. It came out. Yeah. And I was like, I'm giving it an entire day. I have nothing to do on Tuesday. I will sit and I will watch Fuller House. (laughs) So that's tomorrow. There's always Wednesday. For the (laughs) holiday edition of Great American Baking Show. (laughs) You're so right. Okay. 
Well, thank you so much, Colleen. Um, it was seriously so fun to have you on and talk about Christmas vacation. Um, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe and to Twitter. our podcast. Oh, sorry. And Twitter. Um, and subscribe. And make sure you subscribe so that whenever we have a new episode come out, you make sure you listen. Yes, it will be the Christmas gift to yourself. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been a real blast. <laughs> I mean, it's an honor to even converse with someone related to Nurse Sheila. So, <laughs> really, the pleasure is all ours.